Good afternoon, good afternoon. Um, I pray everyone is having a blessed day so far. Um, I wanted to do a podcast on something that is near and dear to my heart, very sensitive um, topic, and that is miscarriages. Now, um, a little a little knowledge about myself. So I'm Jessica. I am the visionary of She Ministries. My husband and I have been married almost 10 years. And um, we tried to get pregnant for maybe, we got married in 2012. In 2015, I still wasn't pregnant. 2016, I went to see a specialist. um, And I was told that I couldn't have kids for whatever reason. So, uh, they recommended me to go see someone and uh, a couple days before I was supposed to go to see that other specialist, I found out that I was pregnant. Okay. So, um, I didn't go to that appointment, you know, Needless to say, I didn't need to go to that appointment because I found that I was pregnant and I was about two months pregnant. Um, I don't think my husband believed me. My mom didn't believe me. Um, Not that they didn't believe me, not that they thought I was lying, but, you know, I've tried for so long. So I guess they were all they were all like, you know, I guess I would have to see it to believe it. Okay, I was excited. And, um, I defied the odds. God saw fit for me to have a baby. So, um, a few months later, I found that I was having a boy and I named him Kevin after my brother who passed away, which was like, he was like my best friend. So anyway, um, gave birth to Kevin in 2017, February, 2017. All right. So, uh, I believe it was, uh, April of 2018, I found that I was pregnant again and, uh, I was excited. I was so happy because, you know, I wasn't expecting for this to happen again so soon, you know? So, um, I... Uh, went to the doctor and I confirmed and I was indeed pregnant. So, um, I was, um, my, my ordination, I was being ordained as the minister. I was uh, getting ordained as a minister and that was a few weeks away. So, um, you know, I just, I was just like, wow, okay. It's a lot happening. It's a lot going on. But I was so, so happy. Okay. You know, so I'm like, my son will have, you know, a sibling that's close in age and he won't be an only child. And I was so excited. So anyway, (coughs) right before, um, we're in May now, I found that I was pregnant in April, 2018. So in May, I found out, uh, I was having a little, pain, nothing major, just a little slight pain, a little slight, slight cramping. But sometimes that happens when you're pregnant, especially in the early stages. So, um, doctors told me not to worry, but then, you know, as women, 
I knew something was wrong. You know, um, it's going to be a little graphic, mind you. The blood got a little heavy and the cramping got a little more painful. So I went to the hospital. I was losing the baby. Um, I was I was very upset. I was sad and I was hurt. Um, I felt like I was alone and I felt like no one understood. No one felt my pain. Even if someone had said, oh, well, I had a miscarriage and I understand. But you don't you still don't understand how I feel because this is different to me. You know, so I, I dealt with that. I dealt with that. But, you know, the first the first miscarriage, I was very hurt. And I was very, extremely angry. I think I was angry at God, to be honest. I was so mad. I was mad. Like, why would he do this to me? I was okay with my one child. That was already a miracle. Why would you get my hopes up and then allow my child to, you know, pass? So I dealt with that. So I I was sad. I was angry. I was bitter. I was hurt. It was a lot of emotions all balled in one. If you have ever dealt with a miscarriage, you're very emotional. It's like an emotional roller coaster. And as much as people say, I'm here for you, you still feel alone. Okay. So I, I dealt with that by the grace of God. I got over it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It was all God that I got through this. So... 2019, I found out I was pregnant again. Okay. I believe uh, this was sometime in February. Okay. February 2019. Found out I was pregnant. Okay. Now I'm walking on eggshells because I just experienced a... miscarriage, not even a year prior to that. So I'm walking on eggshells. I'm walking in fear. I'm, I'm doubtful. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm just saying to to myself, God, you know, you can't do this to me again. You know, I was, that's where I was. Okay. So sometime in March, I found out that I was miscarrying. Okay. Um, And I miscarried and I maybe stayed home from work about a day or so. And I went right back to work as if nothing happened. Okay. So that's two miscarriages. All right. So, uh, you know, I dealt with that. I I was up and down, had my moments, you know. I I would go and come. So... Uh, 2020, just last year, I found out I was pregnant. (sighs) Jesus, that's exactly what I said. Okay, so I'm happy, but I'm still petrified. So, um, found out in May, I believe, May, that I was pregnant, 2020. So fast forward to June 2020, we're in the pandemic, you know, and, you know, we're dealing with all the the COVID-19 stuff. So I found that I was pregnant and um, 
I went to the doctor to confirm. He took um a preg- he gave me a pregnancy test that came back positive. He gave me a blood test that came back positive. I was pregnant for sure. Um, he tested my levels. My levels were extremely high. So he said that, it, um, it didn't look like a miscarriage, but when he did the ultrasound, he couldn't see anything in the sack. The sack was empty. Okay. So he said, you know, maybe you're just a little bit, uh, you're a little bit, uh, you're not as far as far along as I think. So how about you come back in about a week or two? He said, let's do two weeks, okay? He said, just relax in the meantime. And I'm saying to myself, how could I relax? Like, do you know my history? But then again, he does know my history because he's my OBGYN. Like, he knows everything that I've been through. So I come back in two weeks. He still doesn't see anything in my sack. But my levels are like skyrocketing. They're like super high, super high. They're going up, up, up. So he's like, it's obvious that you're pregnant, but I still can't see anything. Now, I have uterine fibroids, okay? It, it runs in my family, uterine fibroids. So I'm like, maybe, you know, the fetus, the embryo is just super small. Maybe it's just not visible at the moment. So I come, I come back again about in a week or so, and he still doesn't see anything. And he's like, you know what? He's like, you're bleeding, And I need to send you to the hospital. So we're in the middle of COVID now. He sends me to the hospital. My mom's with my son. I'm by myself. My husband's at work. He doesn't know. He knows what's going on, but he didn't know that it would take a turn that way. Excuse me. So now I get to the hospital and they take me to the uh, high grade. What do you call it? The the high grade uh ultrasound machine very upscale and very um high tech okay so they can spot everything so not only do they look at my uh my sac and my uterus and all that they look at my tubes my fallopian tubes so when i did that i i sat back in the room in the hospital room and they had and i'm like why are you guys setting up IVs? Why are you putting IVs in me? And and the nurse is like, we're just following the doctor's orders. I'm like, well, can you get the doctor? Because um, what are you doing? What are you doing to me? Why, why are you, um, you know, why are you hooking me up to these things? And she's like, well, we're just following the doctor's orders. And um, so at this point, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Okay. Doctor comes in and he lets me know that the baby was in my fallopian tube. So according to, you know, my missed, my missed menstrual cycle, I'm about nine weeks pregnant. So, um, I could have died. Let's just say that I could have died. So I got to the hospital at the right time. I could have died and I'm grateful that they found out as opposed to me leaving my my child and my husband behind so this at this moment i was sad i was emotional but i was grateful to god that my life was spared because 
my son is three at the time. He's four now. He's three at the time. And I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't leave my son. He needs his mommy. And I can't leave my husband. I can't leave my mom. You know, I can't. So I was grateful to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I was I was glad that he gave me another chance because that could have been my life. Gone. So this time I did what I didn't normally do before. I took some time off of work and I just allow myself to feel. I allow myself to cry. I allow myself to go through the motions, which is something that I didn't, I didn't allow myself to do before. So my thing is, I'm sharing with you, if anyone's ever experienced a miscarriage or God forbid that you do happen to experience a miscarriage, allow yourself to feel, go through the emotions Don't let anyone tell you how to feel. You feel how you feel and you go through the process. There is no time frame on your healing mentally, physically, emotionally. Just go through the motions. But this is what I can tell you. Someone who went through two miscarriages and one eptopic pregnancy. Well, let's say three miscarriages. There's a, one that happened prior to my son, but this is the, the ones that, you know, really affected me. So someone who experienced three miscarriages in an ectopic pregnancy, allow yourself to feel, go through the motions. Don't allow anyone to tell you how to feel. Because it's your body, it's your mind, it's your heart. No one can feel but you. So allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to heal. Give yourself time. Another, another uh, tip or advice I would like to give you is pray. Pray. My first miscarriage, I was angry. I didn't do any praying. And I, I, I'm a person who prays, but with the first miscarriage, I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to talk to God because I felt like it was his fault. Transparent moment. I was mad at God. Yeah, I was. Second miscarriage, I took it, I took it a little bit better. And, you know, I talked myself through it, you know, and I did a little bit, pray, I did a little bit of praying and all of that. <coughs> but the last one that happened last year... And it wasn't a miscarriage, but they had to terminate the pregnancy. They they had to remove remove it from my tube or else it would have been fatal. So this last one, I was grateful to have my life spared. So I did a lot of time. I, I, I took a lot of time. I cried out to God. I prayed to God. Um, I did a lot of uh, encouraging myself. Because there's not much people can say or do for you at that moment. It, that's your journey. It's your process. And you have to go, grow, grow and go through it. So I spent a lot of time talking to God. I spent a lot of time crying. 
But what got me through was God. What got me through was to see my son every day, waking up, seeing my son another day, seeing my family, my husband, my mother another day. That's what got me through. God, Jesus, my son, my husband, my mother, those people got me through. I have a few scriptures, but the thing is that when you're going through a miscarriage, I admonish you to pray. If you just want to cry, then do that. But what helped me this time was opening my Bible and praying and crying out to God. That's what got me through. That's what kept me sane. Yes, I had moments where I was extremely sad. I was frustrated. I was hurt. I was a bit confused, you know, because I took some hits. 2018, 19 and 20. My God, you know, it was an emotional roller coaster. But these scriptures... Some of these scriptures got me through and I would like to read them and share them with you. So if you are good, if you are listening to this podcast, grab a grab a notebook, grab a pen or a pencil and jot these scriptures down. I'm going to uh, I'm going to read the scripture scriptures to you. These certain scriptures stood out to me and they helped me. Okay, let me go to the first scripture. These scriptures got me through. Isaiah. Isaiah. Let's do Isaiah 41 and 10. All right, here goes. This is the first one, Isaiah 41 and 10. And it says, I'll do the NLT because it's just cut and dry. So Isaiah 41 and 10, NLT version. And it says, do not be afraid for I am with you. Do not be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Isaiah 41 and 10. That was one that helped me. I read that. That helped me. And that's one of my favorite scriptures in general. I love one of I love that scripture. So that's one of them. Then we have Psalms. Psalms 56 in three. I'll do Psalms 56, three and four. And it says, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. For I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? 
What can mere mortals do to me? That was Psalms 56, 3 and 4. Now let's read Isaiah. Back to Isaiah. I love Isaiah. Let's go back to Isaiah. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. And it says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. For is trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. He says that he will keep us in perfect peace all whose minds are stayed and fixed on him. So in those trials, in that trial that we're in, the miscarriage and the emotions being up and down, fix your mind on Jesus. Fix your thoughts on God. So let's go to another scripture. And that is... Second hmm. Corinthians four, Second Corinthians four, and we'll start at sixteen and we'll go to eighteen. And it says, That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. 18 says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Second Corinthians 4. 16 through 18. <clears throat> I love that one. That one spoke to me even now. Even now. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. Let's go to another one. And that is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. <clears throat> And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that was good. I'm going to go to Matthew now. I hope you guys are writing this down. I'm going to go to Matthew 11, starting 28, 28 through 29. And it says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. <sighs> now I'm going to Matthew 5 and 4. 
It says, God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Yeah. Let's go to John. John 16, John 16 and 33. I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I'm going to read that again. It says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. That is John 16 and 33. Yeah. John 14 and 27 will be my next one. Yeah, John 14 and 27, it says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. I'm going to read that again. John 14 and 27. It says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. And I have one more for you. And that is going to be Psalm, Psalms 34. In 18. And it says. I'll read 34 Psalms 34, 17 and 18 and 17 reads the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all of their troubles. 18 reads, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Hmm. So in, in, in all of that, I read all of that just to say, Trust in God. Trust him. Even though we may not like everything that happens to us in life. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the beginning and the end. And God, our God, is perfect. So he does no wrong. In that process, while you're going through the miscarriage or even struggling with a past miscarriage, 
Rest in God. Rest in Jesus. Rest in Jesus. Allow him to give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. His word says that if we keep our minds stayed on him, he will keep us in perfect peace. You're not going to lose your mind. You're not alone in this. When you feel like you want to cry, cry out to God. Rest in his presence. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in God. Allow him to lead you. Trust in God. Through all of this, just trust him. Trust him. Remember that our God is perfect. And even though we don't understand, he knows best. And we have to find some kind of peace and solace and confidence in that. That he is perfect. He is perfect. So I just want to pray really quick on today. Anybody that's experiencing a miscarriage or have dealt with miscarriage in the past and it still still you know messes with you from time to time cry out to God Father in the mighty name of Jesus God I just thank you I glorify your name for you are good you are you are kind you are sweet you are loving you are faithful you are just awesome and we thank you and we lift your name up God in the mighty name of Jesus Father I come to you on behalf of my women, my women's, your women servants, Lord, I pray that you will touch them, Lord, and comfort them because you are the ultimate comforter. So Father, I ask that if there's anyone dealing with the loss of the loss of a child, miscarriage, ectopic pregnancy or something of that nature, God, I pray that you will wrap them in your arms on today and may a peace overtake them like never before. May they experience the peace that surpasses all understanding on today, Father, or whenever they hear this podcast. May they experience a peace that surpasses all understanding. And Father, I, I pray that they will begin to trust you, help them to trust you even the more and help them to understand that you are perfect. You are perfect and we may not understand now, but we will understand someday. God, you are perfect. Help us to trust you in our process. Help us to trust you even though we're hurting. Help us to trust you even though we're upset. Help us to trust you, God. Help us to put our full and total trust in you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I just ask that you will allow these women to heal. And God, we thank you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you that he died and he was bruised and pierced for our iniquities. And by his stripes, we are healed. God, I thank you for being a God of restoration, a God of healing, a God, just a wonderful God. God, you you are everything we need, God, and you are everything we need when we need it. All we have to do is reach out to you. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just pray that you will experience a peace that will take over you like never before. 
I just pray that you he, he you will find the comfort and the strength that you need for God is the source of our strength. Everything we need is in Jesus. So I pray that on today you will find some kind of peace and some kind of uh, a strength. And just know that tomorrow it will get better. And the day after that, it will get better. I pray that God will have his way in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I love you, ladies. Be blessed. Stay encouraged. Keep pressing. In Jesus' name. Peace and blessings. I'll talk to y'all soon. Be encouraged. Later for now.